Funding for WBUR comes from MathWorks, creators of MATLAB and Simulink software, accelerating the pace of engineering and science. Learn more at MathWorks.com. Should the state be able to order someone to get mental health treatment? Massachusetts lawmakers will soon take up a bill that would allow someone to be committed to outpatient mental health treatment. Current state law only allows someone to be involuntarily committed to a psychiatric hospital. Many of the state's mental health advocacy groups are opposed. They say forcing someone to get help doesn't work and it's costly. Supporters say without it, the consequences can be tragic. WBUR's Deborah Becker has more, starting with the story of a woman who tried to get help for her brother. Growing up, Rachel Capucci says she looked up to her older brother, Brad. He was always, like, honor student, star athlete, then, like, college, this, that, and everything was perfectly on track for him. But problems surfaced after Brad graduated from college. He had been working and living on his own, but he lost his job after he stopped showing up for work. He moved back in with their mom in Shrewsbury and became reclusive and delusional. Rachel Capucci and her mother tried to find mental health treatment. There really was not a resource other than voluntary therapy or seeing a psychiatrist. You know, he didn't want that. He didn't think anything was going on. They called the police to involuntarily commit Brad. He was sent to psychiatric hospitals for short stays at least four times. But because he didn't meet the legal standard of being a harm to himself or others and didn't think he needed care, Brad was released each time. He stayed in his mom's basement where he continued to deteriorate. There was no rational conversation. You know, it was taking like clocks off the wall, putting family photos down, urinating in empty laundry detergent bottles so he didn't have to come upstairs. Eventually, in, in a psychotic state permanently. In 2019, Capucci and her mom tried to involuntarily commit Brad again. Although this time he had been formally diagnosed with schizophrenia, a disorder that often results in psychosis, Brad was released. It felt like basically without there being a suicide attempt that there was nothing that they were going to do. Then Brad said he was going west for a job. Capucci and her mom heard from him sporadically and then didn't for months. In late 2021, Shrewsbury police called Rachel's mom. They said what were believed to be Brad's remains were found outside Yellowstone National Park, where he apparently had been living. He died of hypothermia. He didn't want to die, I know that, but there was no place for him. He was homeless, you know, and that's, that's the harsh truth. He was loved, and he needed help. Nobody wanted to help. Brad was 33 years old. I thought there was more time. I thought maybe like the, the, what felt like the begging we were doing at doctors or hospitals or whatever. I thought there was some secret amount of times. Then you get, then you get to, to treatment. Then you get Brad back. Capucci says she doesn't know if things might have been different had there been another option to get her brother treatment. State lawmakers are expected to take up legislation that would provide another option, court-ordered outpatient treatment, for which Brad may have been eligible. Massachusetts is one of three states that does not allow it. 
The bill's sponsor, State Senator Cindy Friedman, says forced community treatment could help prevent tragedies and break a common cycle where poorly treated mental health results in homelessness or incarceration. I have a number of people who have come to me to talk about their children or loved ones who are in jail because of serious crimes that were committed because of their very serious mental illness. And their families and loved ones' complete lack of ability to get them help. Friedman says the bill would only apply to a narrow group of people who are severely sick. But opponents say there are limited outpatient mental health resources available now. They argue that rather than mandating mental health care, the state should invest in making it more accessible to patients who want it. Rick Glassman with the Disability Law Center says research suggests that court-ordered treatment is disproportionately used for people of color. And it doesn't work. It's coercive. It interferes with personal dignity and human rights, and it forces providers to become probation officers, and it disrupts therapeutic relationships. But some clinicians say a judge's authority can help. Leela Spencer is a counselor with Boston Medical Center. I'll make a recommendation to a client until I'm blue in the face, say, we really think it would be helpful if you do this, and nope, nope, nope. And then um, it comes from the bench, and it just holds a lot more weight. Spencer is program manager of the Boston Outpatient Assisted Treatment, or BOAT, program. It's a program that many point to as an example of how court-mandated treatment might work. But this is a voluntary program for those facing criminal charges in Boston Municipal Court. Boston Medical Center works with the court to provide treatment and other services. The program's director, Judge Kathleen Coffey, says the courts must address the increasing number of people with mental illness entangled in in the criminal legal system. That's the whole point of being a judge, is, is to seek ways in which people can be productive and contribute to the community. That's what justice, in my mind, is, is all about. 163 people have participated in the program since it started three years ago. 31 have completed it. One of them is Kamari Hope. He's 39 years old and has been in psychiatric hospitals several times and faced criminal charges before. Hope says his year and a half in the program changed his life. I mean, in every aspect of my life, this has helped me, including the people who I've never thought would ever try and help me, a judge of the prosecution, you know? If Hope hadn't complied with treatment, his criminal case would have been adjudicated in regular court. Opponents acknowledge there are some successes with involuntary treatment, but they maintain that mental health care should be more individualized, with less of a focus on psychiatric medications. Sarah Davidow, director of the advocacy group the Wildflower Alliance, says the legislation would force people into a broken system. We already have a ton of people getting the treatments that involuntary outpatient commitment would force, and they're not doing well. Research on forced treatment is mixed, and states implement it differently. Susan McMahon, assistant law professor at Arizona State University, consulted with the National Task Force on Courts and Mental Health. She says in some places, involuntary outpatient treatment has been linked to things such as less hospitalization and incarceration, but that might be because the state's required to provide more extensive services. The question that a lot of people still have and hasn't really been answered is, has it been successful because of 
the court-ordered component of it, or is it successful because people have access to these wraparound services that they otherwise wouldn't have? That is among the questions Massachusetts lawmakers will grapple with as they consider broadening the state's ability to involuntarily commit a person to mental health treatment. For 90.9 WBUR, I'm Deborah Becker.